and Brit, Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast once again coming to you from the mountains of North, from the beaches of, uh, just from the middle of where there's nothing, North Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> See what I did? The beaches are that way and the mountains are that, it's right. there. Yeah, we're there. Yeah, I know. Ah, <laughs> oh, boy. I, I, can I, you know what? I've actually been working, working on the... Uh, the intros, the choices. Oh wow! I tried to add, add some flair to it. So, uh, let me let me let me run through these. Uh, number one, Kevin McCarthy bid to become the worst McCarthy in U.S. history. <laughs> number two, Glenn Beck has COVID and says he wants to be healthy as a horse again. Therefore, ivermectin. Or, or three, Republicans. In their Scarlett O'Hara debate moment, vow never to debate again. Never, 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 never. They're all great. There's, there's no losers among them. Uh, I want to I hear about Glenn Beck, because I believe this comes with a, an audio component. It does. It does. I, do, I want to hear about I got to hear about Glenn Beck. This is amazing. Yeah. Okay. This, this is going to work. You know, when I can play the, uh, the clips off of Twitter, they always <laughs> work better. Huh. The, the, the people who embed their shit into Twitter... When you play the clip, it, it never, you know, watch this. It'll blow up, but uh, it, it won't. Anyway, we'll get to it in a second here. Here you go. Uh, Glenn Beck is 57. He says that COVID has now moved into his lungs. He went on the uh, Mark Levin podcast on Jeez. Wednesday, and they had a they had a conversation. So let's, let's just start uh, rolling it here and see. See what it sounds like. I, I listened to the first few moments. So I don't know how great it's going to be. Let's see. It's a pleasure to have Glenn Beck with me. He's written a fantastic book, of The course. Great Reset, Joe Biden and the Rise of 21st Century Fascism. Glenn, how are you, my friend? I am great, Mark. I am great. <laughs> well, you are pretty good, actually. <laughs> now, uh, <laughs> despite having COVID and seeing the destruction of our country, Yes. You know, I'm great. Jesus. Now, do you have COVID right now? Now, when he talks about the destruction of the country, you understand yeah. Yeah. what he's saying. Yeah. You you, you understand what, what he's saying. Well, it's hard to because he's been talking about this for like 15 years. But what's he talking about specifically now? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he's talking yeah. about the, the forced wearing of masks by the oh, the yeah. mask nazis yeah that's the clearly. attempt to inject every person against their will in this sure. country sure the way the way hitler inoculated all the jews again well, not, not 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 quite as uh, no not exactly not, not exactly what we're looking for how right, we continue right now yeah i do he's got I've been it. off for about a week i mean i've been doing my show it's uh a lighter case, but it's now starting to go into my lungs uh, today, and uh, a little disturbing. But I'm on, you know, I'm on all the medication and treatment and and everything else. So he is unvaxxed, Okay, he's not, it's not a question. Any monoclonal? I'm serious about this. Monoclonal? <laughs> no, uh, the monoclonal um, doesn't seem to be working for the uh, the new strain, and uh, he can't. But I'm on. 
ivermectin. Uh, there it is. Hydroxychloroquine. Uh, what is there it, it is. Uh, I'm on a bunch of different. I mean, and my doctors are hitting it really hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what's amazing? When we tried to get that stuff, my pharmacist looked at me like I was, you know, a, a horse. Oh, yeah. oh, I know. And it's crazy, Mark, because when you understand what what hydroxychloroquine does, it is it just opens a uh, a like a portal into the cells. You know, that's all it does. Um, you can't get. You, you tell me when to stop. I can stop anytime. And we well, obviously stop. heard enough. I want to stop for just one second. Jeez, you can't get that motherfucker to shut up. Uh, and he's still talking. Okay. Go ahead. So what we what we have here is something that's just dramatically unusual. You you heard what Glenn Beck just said. Glenn Beck accidentally told the truth about something. I don't know if this has ever happened before, but Glenn Beck actually stopped lying for half a second. He said the monoclonal stuff doesn't really work on the Omicron, which is act- that's medical science. I what? can't believe wait, wait. that the idiot actually had something truthful come out of his mouth. But 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 think of the implications there right. among the people who are unvaccinated. This is why you're supposed to be fucking vaccinated, vaccinated. so that you don't have to be in the position of right. saying after yeah. you get... Whatever strain is out there now, Omicron or what, then everything is. So the answer is yes, because he told the the uh, truth. He was factual about that. That's really not to his credit. It's just underscoring what an idiot. He is, and of course, and then he's taking usual, the he's taking we, the dumbass cocktail, well, don't we? Oh, we, oh, without question. I mean, well. his success is my well. success, and he's taking the dumbass cocktail, which is hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and whatever bullshit you throw in there. The um, dumbass cocktail. It, it, it's driver move. Chef's kiss. Right, right, right. Um, and 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 what what you hear though? So of course he goes on a Mark Levin show, and and it'll be this self reinforcing, uh. Uh, conversation of insanity so that people who might be predisposed to believe that you shouldn't get vaccinated or who may be listening to Glenn Beck. Well, you know, he did exhibit his uh, freedom of choice and I respect it. Okay. And whatever you want to use as an excuse to, to uh, not trash someone who is smart enough theoretically to know that they need to be vaccinated. And by the way, you don't have to have a PhD to understand no. that you get vaccinated for this and, and you get on with your life. And then no. if you catch it, your chances are one in 30,000 or something that you right. uh, will end up in the hospital and die. I'll take those odds just about any day on almost anything. Yep. Um, so uh, I mean, the, there, there's not much to be said. There. It, it just speaks for itself and i i bring that up because i checked this morning i checked right now and uh the other head that i tried to uh, throw in your direction which is kevin mccarthy mm-hmm. bids to become the worst mccarthy in u.s history and by the way we had uh, gene mccarthy who was a good mccarthy eugene mccarthy he was the good one senator yeah. from minnesota yep uh we had joe mccarthy the the demagogue of the 1950s who of course, is known now these days as McCarthyism. We're talking mm-hmm. about Joe McCarthy impugning the reputation, trying to destroy lives, calling everyone a communist. But, okay, that that kind of McCarthyism. Uh, then there was, of course, Charlie McCarthy, 
who was a wooden dummy. Okay. I believe he represented the uh, third district of, uh, of Arkansas when he was in office. Charlie sure. McCarthy. Sure. And now we have, we have Kevin McCarthy. What I'm, what I'm getting to, my point is that yesterday evening, Kevin McCarthy put out the announcement that he ain't cooperating. He ain't showing up. You ain't going to interview me. I've told you everything that I know. I've said it publicly, and this whole committee is out of order. This whole government's out of order. You're out of order. You have no rights, and he lied. And, of course, uh, MSNBC and CNN played over and over and over again the beyond beyond belief clips of him first on January 13th, seven days after January 6th, where he made one of the most eloquent denouncements of Donald Trump and pinned everything on Donald Trump at that moment. If it, if the world would have ended the next day, Kevin McCarthy would have gone out well, kind of as a hero. But, but it didn't. Right. Less than two weeks later, he's down posing for that goofy picture mm-hmm. at, at Mar-a-Lago with Trump, and he's he's been upping the the uh, kiss ass quotient ever since then. And and we know what this is about. This is only about Kevin McCarthy's dream of becoming the next speaker of the house. If the vote goes their way in November, which it could. And he thinks that playing to the, the Trump crowd is the best way to go. So you get in, in bed with uh, anybody else who hasn't cooperated with the committee, even though you gave your word several times over the last year, when directly asked if you would speak to the committee, yeah, yes, of course. And the most idiotic statement anybody ever has made about anything, which never means what it says, I have nothing to hide. People who have nothing to hide never say, I have nothing to hide. They don't do that. It just, <laughs> it just doesn't work that way. Tell me whoever said I have nothing to hide didn't have something to hide. So he does. <laughs> He knows everything. But here's the point. The point is, last night, that was topic A all over two of the three cable networks. It did not exist on Fox. It never happened on Fox. It was nowhere to be seen on their website. This morning and today, there is still nothing about Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. And the story has moved along because each week he gives a little press conference, and this was his day to do it this being thursday and of course he got testy and acted like a prick uh and 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 tried to change the subject and pretended that what he said he didn't say he went full trump he went full trump manu raju of cnn said flat out that you said you would talk to the committee and mccarthy said well i don't know you're i don't know what you're talking about you can't prove that he just denied what he said which is completely on tape, on video, on hard drives. It's everywhere that he said that. And he's looking at it. Now, why does he do that? Because he's an idiot. He has, he's a he's a fucking no, idiot. No, because he, he knows no? he can get away with it. Oh, yes. Because he has the flank of Fox News and the yeah. rest of the, the far-right media who will, first of all, not even cover what was said. Okay? Right. So, therefore, your Uncle Joey or whoever it is that only gets his news from right-wing media, they'll never even know that Kevin McCarthy already refused to talk to the committee. They don't care. 
They're, all here's they're the, being said uh, right now, right. There's there's here, no coverage, none. Here's the stories on, on foxnews.com. Uh, cinema screwing Joe Biden on the filibuster. That's your top. And then Joe Biden looking yeah. glum. Hey, and then, then we have uh, the RNC changes, which are really, really huge about the debates. And then uh, Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago, being terrible. Uh, so she's she's apparently a punching bag on that network. Th- that's the well, stuff you need to pay attention to on Fox. Well, but, well, it, 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 is, it, it you can pay attention to more than one thing at once. Okay. No, but the rest of the page, the, the rest, the, the rest of the page doesn't have shit on it either. I know. Oh no, it gets worse. It gets way worse from there. I mean, we, get, we, we, did, we get into Prince. Course. We get we get into Prince. What's his fuck getting his military shit stripped from him? I mean, it's really key shit that's going to affect the lives of the eighty-seven-year-old broken hip motherfuckers that are watching Fox. Very important stuff, vital oh, to their wait, daily wait. life. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm calling for an off-ramp for a moment, okay? Because <laughs> you, you just reminded me of something. The greatest, and, and it's hard, there's so many great ones. The greatest commercial for Medicare Advantage, okay, done by a celebrity, and there are a lot of them. I think moving to the front of the pack now is the one done by Jimmy J.J. Walker. Yes. Wait, wait, yes. And, and wait, and here's why. Here's why. Yes. The first thing, when the commercial starts, he's looking into the camera, and his first words are, it's me again. <laughs> <laughs> it's me again. It doesn't get any better than that. And you're just waiting and waiting and waiting for him to go, dynamite. And he what's he selling? He Do, finally is, gets it in there. What's he selling? I can't even remember. Is it like a Medicare this, Advantage this, he, thing? Or? These are the Medicare Advantage plans. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know which company it is. It doesn't matter. He's, if you haven't seen it. They've got like a, it's like he's in his house and he just happens to have a wall of like memorabilia from his career. And he's got JJ's hat on there. And I think there's yeah. a shirt that says Dino. It's just, he's it's hanging out at his house, you know, it's the best. <laughs> you know, he was the one best. of the, one of the first jobs that Letterman got when he went to California was writing jokes for Jimmy Walker. That's why he would have him on late night and on the, the late show. Like, like yeah, once both. every couple of years, he'd just come on there and he wasn't doing anything. He'd do a little couple stand up gigs in Gary, Indiana or whatever. But Letterman would always pay him back for giving him that job all those years ago, back in the seventies in L.A. Right, right. All right, back, back off onto the on ramp and yes, and back where we were with uh, Kevin McCarthy trying to replace Joe McCarthy in Wikipedia or on Google when you just put in the word McCarthyism. He's trying. He is trying to be the worst person in American history, a person who is aided, abetted and probably help plan and help cover up the lead-up and the uh, aftermath of the January 6th attempt to reverse the election and overthrow, in effect, the United States government repealing one of the basic tenets of the Constitution of a free and fair election and a peaceful transfer of power. I have to tell you something. Joe McCarthy, you're going to have to do better than that because Kevin... You know, I know these are modern times. I know it's like comparing, um, you know, baseball players now to baseball players from the 40s. I know it's but you know what? Kevin McCarthy is a bastard. He's a son of a bitch. And and Joe McCarthy, you never thought you were going to be replaced. You never thought your records would be broken. Hey, Babe Ruth didn't think his would either. Okay, Hank Aaron didn't think his would be either. And actually, they kind of weren't. But uh (laughs) They had to cheat. <laughs> they did kind of have to cheat, didn't they? Um, you've said this many times, and I'm starting to believe you. I mean, the punchline to this whole thing, when you skip to the good part, that is where 
he's not going to be the Speaker of the House. I think you're 100% right on that. He's right. getting attacked that, all over the place. So I mean, he's, he's doing everything possible to kiss ass and make sure he's going to be the Speaker of the House, but he's not going to be the Speaker of the House. And this is interesting, since you've compared him and you talked about him being the worst McCarthy. Do you remember who played Joe McCarthy in the George Clooney 2005 film, Good Night and Good Luck? Yeah, David Strathern played Edward R. Morrow, uh, of course. Do you oh, remember who George played Joe Clooney? McCarthy? George oh, Clooney Joe directed McCarthy. the film. Right. No, I don't this, know. This is, it's a trick question. They did not have an actor portray him. They they said that they were not going to be able to get anybody to portray yeah. how scary that they used the actual clips of Joe McCarthy. And I feel like we've already had that Comey effect little miniseries thing on Showtime, and they had a guy playing Trump. If if they make movies about Trump, I don't know how they can get a guy to play Trump. I think the clips of Trump would be the way to do it, just like they did with the clips of Joe McCarthy in yeah, Good Night and Good Luck. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You can't. Yeah. And it, it, there's there's just so much. I was and I was reading this Murrow piece, and I was gonna I was gonna do the good night and good luck speech, except substitute, uh, you know, Donald Trump for Senator McCarthy. It's amazing if you go back and look at that. You can you can kind of substitute and get the full effect. Things things are kind of again history does not repeat itself, but it does rhyme. So yes. Uh, Mr. McCarthy is becoming the worst of all the McCarthy's and being a great kiss ass. But again, the, the beauty of this is he's not going to get what he wants. He's going to get his ass kicked in the end. He will be betrayed by these people whose asses he is kissing. I, I, I understand that, but I'm not worried about what will happen next year if the Republicans win and Kevin McCarthy doesn't yeah. get his candy right now. It's more important that the committee right now get everybody who's uh, willing to talk or who can be forced to talk to talk. But I think they're playing some three-level chess and people like McCarthy and Bannon and yeah. Mark Meadows, they're playing checkers, but they think they're the smartest guys in the room. I think the committee has a huge pile of stuff, stacks of stuff, and they've got all the goods right now. What they're looking for is just verification. They want to get in as close to Trump as possible, but they have enough other people. And, you know, I think has been talking, and I, I'm in, in addition to Mark Short, who was the chief of staff for Mike Pence, I think a lot of other people associated with Pence have talked, and they know. And forget the fact that Mike Pence is a complete just fish. Just he's just a wuss. He's afraid. He's a you know he thinks he has a political future if he doesn't offend Donald Trump now. Even though Trump uh, you know put out a hit on him in effect, right? I could is that fair to, to put it that way? Yeah, he put a hit that's, on. Yeah, that's how it's like, go. You got to do it. Yeah. If Mike, what did he say? If, if Mike Pence doesn't do the right thing, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Or if he said, Mike Pence will do the right thing. Or if not, I'll be very angry. You know, look, the Mafia Don speaks in double negatives. Correct. The Mafia Don gets his orders out there and they are understood. And even if Mike Pence is too much of a jellyfish to stand up to Trump now, I think his staff, they hate the fact that they were loyal to Mike Pence. Trump threw Pence almost not under a bus, but 
uh, onto a gallows and had him hung, and they're going to tell what they know. And I think that's just the beginning. That's just one group of people. Um, because remember, you haven't heard about any of those folks saying, I'm not showing up. And I, I still think Kellyanne is the, the uh, ace in the hole here. I think yeah. Kellyanne is talking. I think Kellyanne wants to repair her marriage. I think Kellyanne wants to look good in history. I think she cares more about what she looks like in history than some of these other people. Because I think, uh, you know, the, Kaylee, didn't Kaylee McEnany, I think she had to go in this week. Kaylee talked. Yeah. No, no word on what she said, but there's no reason to believe that she isn't a two-faced bitch either and in, in public can say all these kind of things defending Trump and then stab him in the back behind Right. Because mm. what what the hell's the difference? You know, and, and she's another Harvard lawyer. There's a yeah. bunch of them in, in this sure. administration uh, or, or as Trump calls them, not elites. Not, <laughs> right? they're, except they're, he wants them. He wants camp. he wants to right. parade around their Ivy League credentials all the time. Right. Except, he, except they're them. not they're not elites. If you're a Democrat, you went to Harvard. You're, you're exactly. Elite. So I I think that the committee that they've got the goods and um. Are we going to be fully satisfied with the uh, the outcome here? Probably not. But are the live hearings going to rock whenever they are in a few months? I think they are. I think well, you know it's going to well, paint a picture. All they have to do, all they have to do, is go back and look at the Watergate hearings, mm-hmm. look at uh, uh, some other hearings, look at the uh, the Iran Contra hearings, and then don't do that. Uh, you know, there, there are so many examples. It's not, it's not terribly, it's not terribly fair. The Iran Contra hearings in their own way were very effective and people did go to jail. Don't, don't act like that was just a debacle. (laughs) Come on. It wasn't quite what you pointed out to me. It did make, (laughs) that's some nice revisionist history on your part. Yeah. No, the, the, the Iran Contra hearings worked to an extent. Unfortunately, it made certain people who dressed up in their nice military uniforms into heroes for a little while. But that, yeah, that was he also only, he only had about a 20 year gig with Fox after that. Yeah, but he right. also like failed in every office he ever ran for up in Virginia. Right. So, I mean, it wasn't exactly like he yeah. had the goal. He had the Midas yeah, touch but, from that. Yeah. But, well, no, politically, no. But, but yeah. other than that, who cares? You know? um, I, w- I would also just point out that a couple of things. They're, they're starting to release. Jonathan Carl pointed this out in the book is that they wouldn't release these pictures of Mike Pence running from his for his life on January the 6th. But the committee has started releasing some of this stuff. And you're seeing some of the video and some of the pictures of his Secret Service detail carrying the nuclear footballs, you know, because they've got backups just in case the president dies. And they're hustling him and getting him down the stairs so he doesn't die. And you got to remember also the conversation that McCarthy had with Donald Trump when he called him. And McCarthy goes, call off your dogs. And Trump goes, well, I believe these people are just a little more upset about the election than you are, Kevin. Remember, that was that was the conversation. Now, if that doesn't give you the impetus to stick the knife as deeply as you possibly can into the guy that was trying to get you killed, I don't know what does. But again, this prick is still out there trying to do whatever he's trying to do. Well, apparently you're not willing to, to, to trade any sense of your dignity for uh, the office that you are, are so in, in, in covetous uh, desire for the gives, Speaker uh, of the House. Kevin McCarthy, will t- he's another guy who will literally take anything up the ass. Not unlike Lindsey Graham, who oh, wait, that's to, not, to get what he that's wants. Not, what? That's what, what did I very, say? What did I say? Does, but, uh, what does, did I say? Doesn't McCarthy have like a wife who's like can tell him what are you doing? What are you doing? Why are you going to fuck all of us 
by not just telling the truth. Is, is there anybody Chris. in their lives Ke that can tell these people? Kellyanne, Kellyanne has a husband who was saying, yeah. what are you doing for four years? It didn't well, mean anything. It, well, but it might work now. He might have worn her down. At some point, we might, he might have actually made the point. I, I just I can't believe, I mean, for his own life, I don't understand how he doesn't have somebody in his life and his family goes, you know, this guy tried to kill you. You were almost dead. You wouldn't have seen your children or your family or anything ever again. Does that enter your mind at all, Mr. McCarthy? Could wow, you, could you... I, 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 I feel sorry for you. And here's you why. Do? Yeah, because please. we've said this how many times about different people yeah. who have done things with the knowledge of it. For instance, let, let, let's pick a name. And this is not someone who is in today's headlines, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz has a fucking wife, right? Mm -hmm. Now, don't you think, wouldn't you think that Ted Cruz's wife might have said to him at some point over the last year, let alone yeah. after Trump accused Ted Cruz of having an ugly wife, her ugly ass wife. Yes, a, a very ugly, hideous, hideous wife. Right. Yeah. So th the answer is people like this do not listen to their spouses in fact i can prove that you know why because we've never had this is just like i have nothing to hide when was the last time you ever heard a politician who had walked up to the brink pull back and say here's why my wife gave me advice my husband said that's probably not a bad idea you know in other words we often talk about well who told trump to do blah 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 well, apparently not his wife and of no. course, he doesn't listen to his wife, and he probably can't under. Okay, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> well, that. at various points, he fantasizes that Ivanka is actually his wife, so he doesn't. He gets it confused. He's not sure. He doesn't listen to her either. He <laughs> doesn't know. listen to her either. Remember, remember at the beginning of the administration, it was going to be Ivanka and, and and Jared were the the only two people that could tell Donald Trump truth to power, that they could tell him the truth about things. So. She would be the voice of. Remember that? How long did that last? Five Is seconds. It, uh, you're wrong. Two seconds. Five you, seconds, you, apparently. You went two and a half times too long. So at, at, at this point, people like Kevin McCarthy, they're, they, they are what you see they are. They are mm -hmm. absolutely soulless, careerist, power hungry human beings who have no regard for the American experiment, American democracy, American greatness. They only seek power for its own sake. And I would submit to you that you can prove that by saying, well, over the last year, and let's, for the sake of the argument, say that Joe Biden is now on the brink. He's got a hundred things going wrong. Everything's going wrong. Inflation's out of control. The Russians are about to run into Ukraine. He can't get shit passed. Kirsten Cinema uh, threw another shit fit and said, I ain't voting for no voting rights. Joe Manchin was probably not going to either. And there'll probably be five more once they know that uh, there's no hope. So it'll probably be, uh, you know, 57 to 43 or something like that. So it will be a true crushing defeat for Joe Biden. And remember, remember what this first vote will be and i don't think this is going to pay the the first vote is not about voting rights or the legislation or it's about can we discuss it can we have a debate about it okay 
it, this is like stage one before you get to stage two. So these people, like cinema, and they're so bad. In addition, more importantly, the 50 Republicans, not one of them is willing to stand up and say, let's at least have the debate. Let's get in front of the American people and explain why we think that the provisions of this proposed law about voting rights are wrong, mm -hmm. that they suppress the vote inadvertently, that they don't help with voter integrity, that everything is just great, that the civil rights and voting rights legislation in particular that was reaffirmed, I think, six times, six times in the last 25 years or so by, and Joe Biden mentioned this the other day in his evil speech in Atlanta, the most <laughs> angry, ugly rant I've ever heard. So I didn't unpresidential. Even know who that Joe Biden was. I never met that man. Said it Mitch was, McConnell. It was so unpresidential. It was so. It was so uh, unpresidential. He he mentioned that there are sixteen senators right now who have voted to yeah. re-up this same legislation, the Voting Rights Act. Over and over and over again. So they did it over and over and over again, and now they don't want to do it. And why is that? Because well. We're trying to fuck over the Democrats and Joe Biden. We don't care about the American people. We don't care about elections. We don't care about the rights of, of, of people in all these states to not be abused. We don't care what it takes. It means nothing, nothing. Oh, wait a minute. Precedent means everything when we decide it does. Except, unless okay. it doesn't. Until it doesn't, precedent is everything. And there's and right. we haven't mentioned the name Kristen Cinema yet, but that is the, the headline. She's She calls it, Brad, the disease of division, and she will not be a part of perpetuating that, even though, in the broadest sense, she supports what you're talking about with the Voting Rights Act and with the stuff that wants that is needed to be done, but she just can't take the step, Brad, of throwing away the filibuster which, of course, was handed down by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, from the mount. Uh, if, if you don't mind, could you get in touch with Strom? I'll see if I can get in touch with about this. Because, you know, he is the granddaddy of the yes, modern uh, uh, iteration of the filibuster. Senator Thurman. Is the machine on? It, it, it is on. We can hear you. One, two, yeah, greetings, Brad and Brett. You are what? credit to community. I, I, I wanted to have you on uh, today here, and, and, and Britt said that, that he could get this done because a couple days ago, uh, President Biden went to Atlanta yeah. and, and spoke and really laid it out on the line. He I like really... to go to Atlanta sometimes for a little something called Freaknik. You ever, you ever hear a tale of Freaknik? Uh, no, could you tell me what that is? I'm, I'm not familiar with that word. I'll just send you some pictures on the email, which I have learned recently. Yes. So Joe Biden, my friend, was in Atlanta, Georgia. Right. And he said to uh, not just the Republicans, but to some of the recalcitrant Democrats like Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema, that they need to get on board and get this legislation passed to make sure that uh, voting rights are upheld, that they are reaffirmed for every American. And he, he said it, it, it in this way. And I'll let you answer the question because he did it kind of rhetorically. Um, do you want to be uh, Martin Luther King 
or Bull Connor? Which one would you rather be? Bull Connor. The year was 1957. The Milwaukee Braves were plowing their way through National League. The North Carolina Tar Heels upset Kansas Jayhawks in the NCAA Men's National Championship in a team that featured Wilt Distill. And I stood on the floor of the United States Senate wearing five diapers, pissing myself like a, a sprinkler going off at a golf course. As I said, segregation now, segregation forever. I am the greatest. Muhammad uh, Ali stole me, that shit from me. All right, let me try another one here. Do you want to be Dr. King or George Wallace? George Wallace, even though he was Democrat, of course, at one time I was Democrat too, back when the party was good. George Wallace, and by the way, very unfortunate Second Amendment solution for the George Wallace pro problem. I, I am not a fan, but I would rather uh, be George Wallace. All right. Would you rather be Abe Lincoln or Jefferson Davis? Jeff Davis. Jeff Davis all day, every day. Jefferson Davis was a fine man, much better president. Abraham Lincoln, that was another Second Amendment solution, and that's how it was, and that's the way it was, and we liked it. Oh, boy. There's only one I way that Strom Thurmond would ever vote to end Phil Buster, and that is if the extremely sexy Kamala Harris what? came but, into but, my but, office. What? But, 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 Strom, in the last few years of your life, you came around and you voted for voting rights. You voted for the legislation that you filibustered against 25 hmm. years earlier. You saw the light. Don't you have a message? For Republicans today, for Joe Manchin, for Kirsten Cinema, to, to to get a, you changed. If you can change, anybody can. Isn't it strange the end of our lives? Senator Jesse Hounds and Senator John Thorman for five seconds stopped becoming sons of bitches. After decades of being sons of bitches, we saw the light. And threw a bone to the people we had discriminated against and beat the shit out of for years and years in our entire life. So I must say to the people out there, do not give up the filibuster. Unless Kamala Harris comes to my office and does a fantastic strip tease to stop the music it, of Chardonnay. Stop it. Stop it. Thank you, Strom. Thank, Thank you. you very much, Brad and Britt. You are a credit to community. By the way, before you, are you vaccinated? I am double vaxxed and boosted. I am good to go. Good, 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 excellent. All right, good luck to you, good health. Good. Health. Only a dumbass doesn't get vaccinated. I'm looking at you, Glenn Beck, you piece of shit. <laughs> Jeez. Nicely done. I heard that. You know, we. Uh, 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 what's, uh, what's, the, what's the rest of your list? Because we do have to talk about Hillary. Uh, we promised we'd talk about Hillary a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which, by the way, is a fake story. I agree. You know, it's a fake story. Well, let's it's get into it. Story. Let's get into it because this is the this is the the Wall Street Journal. This is the the whole. The, hey, we got to get Hillary back. Twenty twenty four. It's going to be the deal. We're going to we're going to do it's it. A, it's a it's a column in the Wall Street Journal. It they'll they'll run is. columns by anybody. It is, they will. They will. They do run shit. They run bullshit. Okay. This idea, though, and this little idea that's poked his head into the zeitgeist, it's completely being perpetuated by Republicans, right? By right wing, by conservatives. That, that's all it is, right? Mm -hmm. Mm 
Mm-hmm. And they're trying yeah. to present this as like, they, uh, 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 there's a lot of well-meaning liberals, but there's some very naive liberals out there like, well, I don't know, maybe that's right, we should consider. No, no, they're, they, they're trying to play you because they know there's no way that she could ever really do it and people don't want Hillary. There's not a groundswell of support for Hillary in 2024. I'm sorry, it's not going to work. We tried it, it didn't happen. She, she got screwed in, in 2016. I would, I, I'll go to the mat with anybody that says that. The, she was completely screwed. There were a couple things she could have done differently, et cetera, et cetera. You know, we can talk about Jim Comey. We can talk about her not making a campaign appearance in Wisconsin. We can talk about all those things, but it's past. It's past. We have to move on. We have well, to move on a, from that. In, in, in a more fair world, in a right. more fair world, she would be an absolutely viable candidate. She would be because... Uh, uh, check me on this. She did get many millions more votes than Trump, just like Joe Biden yeah, did. Yeah, okay? exactly. And we know we know if if X number of thousand votes had shifted in a couple of states, and they didn't go to Wisconsin, they learned all those lessons and, and the rest. But this is obviously an attempt to to put something out there for Trumpists and Republicans to uh, argue about and fight against. Because there's nothing they like more than fighting about shit that they make up, whether it's the war on Christmas, right? <laughs> whether, whether it's critical race theory on every corner of America being pushed down the throats of kids. You're so right. So and then if, if you don't engage on their bullshit, if you don't take their bullshit seriously, it's you being an upper crust elite and trying to belittle them because they're, you know, they're middle Americans and they're, that they're, you're trying to belittle them. You don't understand what the little people are really talking about. If you don't engage right. in their bullshit and humor them, I, you're so right about that. Right. And um, I, I think it's now fair that we can be a little uh, 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 open in our, practicing ageism here hillary clinton is 74 right now so in a couple more years she'll be 76 maybe 77 okay uh trump what will he be 78 i mean they're both uh, biden and trump are about the same age right they'll be 78 of course okay and i'm sorry I, i i i'm sorry this country does not need its top leadership to be in its late 70s. Yeah. It's not helpful. It's no. not fucking helpful. No. You're not as sharp. You're not as agile. You're not as open to new ideas. You're not able to learn You're as much as you were when you were younger. And look, when Putin is 78, he won't be the same guy, but it won't matter because he's a dictator. He doesn't really have to learn new things. No, he doesn't do shit. Doesn't matter. Um, those dictators that you know they, they last forever. How long did that fucking idiot Robert Mugabe oh. live? Like ninety three, and he was yeah. still still running that that country into the ground. I mean, that Castro, right? right. Fidel Castro. Uh, um, but we're not those countries. And when you look at uh, our, our our peer countries, whether they're uh, Japan and France and and Great Britain, even though Boris Johnson is a, a blithering idiot. If, if you think he's a blithering idiot now, uh, put another twenty years on him. Let's see how he is then. Uh, um, if the Democratic Party can't get a, if the if the Democratic Party can't get a young whippersnapper of oh I don't know sixty three or fifty eight 
I mean, come on, it's over. It's just over. You can't. I mean, it's the dumbest discussion. Don't don't engage with these people. Don't go down the road with these people. Don't muse on this. This is it's not a thing, and it's being fed to you by assholes that want the the Democratic Party to die in twenty twenty four. So you, you have to know the agenda on that thing. It's not a real discussion. It is among some of the media guys that are just trying to muse a little bit. I mean, that, that Chris Saliza puts the thing out there, and I know he's that's his job, and he bats back and forth like that Atari Pong game. But it's not, it's not a thing, and people don't need to take it seriously. You can just dismiss it out of hand. All right. Well, so it, 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 it's, it's a nothing. It's, it's, it is. It's a, I, I hope to it, God you know that what? people see that. It's actually, we blew it. We should have just officially labeled it too stupid to talk about. But of <laughs> course, that means we talk about it. But that's how we, <laughs> that's how we do things. Uh, all right. Now, you know, this is a story that is a thing today. But it's just part of, of what they do. RNC says, we're thinking about prohibiting future Republican presidential nominees from participating in the general election debates and we used to to joke during the last cycle probably even the previous one whenever trump would would act like a three-year-old throw a hissy fit i may not show up for this one blah 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 we would always joke yeah the standard by which republicans want these debates to be would be for the three questioners to be sean hannity right uh, uh laura ingram and tucker carlson anything short of that that means that the committee that puts on the debates is biased against Republicans, right? We Correct. were joking. Guess what? We were right. We, <laughs> we were. Right. You can't joke and, about it. And, and I'm and I'm I'm half joking there. But remember, they were furious at Chris Wallace. Of course, yeah. Chris Wallace at that point worked for Fox News, but he didn't. He wasn't really one of them. He's not one of he us. Kind of like a, he was like a foreign agent working inside there, wasn't? And then he, he proved, proved it. it. He proved, he proved it. it. <laughs> He's he's defected to the enemy already. Okay, <laughs> that's great. Remember, remember when he wouldn't take shit from Trump? It was great. Yeah, it was a great moment. Of course, it was a great moment. Um, but the 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 serious view of this, from my point of view, is this is just another step on the road to authoritarianism and autocracy because dictators. Autocrats don't have debates with their opponents. They don't. They just announce shit. They're not held to any kind of accountability. And I think it's fair to say that being forced as a candidate or as a person who's the incumbent who's running for re-election to at least have to face their opponent two or three times in head-to-head debates, that is the bare minimum. That is, that is so minimal a standard to hold someone to speak where you know, they don't have the uh, they don't have the information fed to them and they don't have uh, mm-hmm. uh, people asking friendly questions only. Right. It's a bare minimum. Isn't and that? Would you say that that's? Would you say that's where Joe Biden won the election? It was in those debates. Does he think? I think it was a good closing no, argument. I, no, I, I don't think it. I, I think there was just an overwhelming yeah. repudiation of Trump in general that was enough to uh, counteract the insanely and ridiculously large turnout that Trump did get and brags about now as the greatest turnout ever, ever. by 
for a loser incumbent president. He yeah, he has some kind of way to to make it seem as if he's he 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 turned out more voters. And of course, the problem is, you know, I scored forty eight points in the first half of the game. I lost the game, you know, seventy nine to fifty four. But I scored more points in the first half than anybody's ever scored in the first half. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. It's the final score. Um, they uh, threatened to advise any future Republican nominee, the the Republican National Committee, unless significant changes are made. So long as the committee to put on presidential debates intends on stonewalling the meaningful reforms. What are the reforms? That, what the fuck do they want? What do they want? They won't even say what they want. It's like everything else. They want fairness, neutrality, and a firm commitment to help the American public learn about the candidates and the issues. Oh, fuck off. Fuck off. These are food fights. They've always been food fights. They were food fights when Nixon went against Kennedy in the first one in 1960. They've right. always been that way. They were just a little bit more cultured and polite then. And now that uh, you know, now that we have a madman who has uh, been in the last two rounds of debates in 2016 and 2020, the tone is uh, probably changed forever. Although that's not really true. If the Republicans didn't put up Trump next time and put up what might pass as a normal person, and I don't know who that would be, um, the debate wouldn't be the same kind of uh, a tonal disaster that uh, the ones that we've seen in the last cycle have been. But you know what? Tough. T tone is, is just that. It, it, it doesn't justify ending the debates. It doesn't justify you not showing up. I mean, shit. Yeah, bring a butter knife to a uh, to a fight. Go ahead. Shut up. <laughs> Man, I don't know what that meant. I just felt like saying it. I just felt like saying it. All right, we got anything else to do? There's no scraps left. There's no scraps left on the table. We got to clean these plates up.